It's supper time with meat and potatoes. Welcome to a fluid, spiritually inclined, and Islamically orientated podcast where we get into the meat and potatoes of matters facing the everyday Muslim. In this space, we do not waste any time on the appetizers, but go straight to the hardest morsels on the plate, pulling out major lessons and themes for you to take home in a goodie bag. Assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, everyone. Um, I would like to welcome you to another episode of, uh, of Meat and Potatoes. And today we're going to uh, cover a hadith and we'll read that and get, uh, get more into that in, in a moment. But um, as usual, we wanna start by um, praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we'll introduce everyone and then just go straight to it, straight to the plate. Uh, get meat and potatoes and have a, have a good dinner, inshallah ta'ala. Um, say, out of the lamb in a shaitan or a gene, call it up this lease. Suddenly, what's here? Out of the amri, while looks the tan min lisani. Oh, my lord, open for me my chest and ease my task for me and make loose the knot from my tongue. A shadow of la ilaha illallah. Wahdu la sharikala, lahu wa ashadu anna Muhammadan abaduhu wa rasulu. I bear witness that there is none other, no, uh, none worthy of worship other than Allah, and He has no partners unto Him. And I bear witness that Muhammad, sallam, may peace and blessings be upon him, is his slave and messenger. And I greet you once again in the tradition of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa Alhamdulillah, all my uh, gracious friends. Now I'm going to introduce everyone to you. Uh, let's see here. Okay, thank goodness for editing so we can we can work on that. That's, that switch right there was not the smoothest. Okay, alhamdulillah. So um, today we have myself, uh, Rashid bin Qadir, and I'm from Sacramento, one of the co-founders of Embrace Sacramento. And then we have brother Abdul Rashid from the East Coast representing New York and one of our new co-leads of one of the uh, Embrace chapters that's uh, being launched pretty soon here on the East Coast. And, and we are also representing the South. Alhamdulillah, we're coming from all over the U.S. this morning. Alhamdulillah. Uh, we have brother Abdul Aleem, um, who's also with Embrace um, and the Houston chapter and a very, very active person down in the South. So uh, welcome everybody to, to our episode. All right, so today's hadith um, is, um, and then once again, we'll go around the room and do some opening remarks and then just open the floor for general discussion so we all can benefit and learn, inshallah ta'ala. And um, let me put a disclaimer out there. None of us are sheikhs, none of us are scholars. Um, we're just brothers that truly love the deen, love to read, love to share, uh, and learn to, uh, and love to learn from the listeners. So feel free to add some, uh, some comments down there because we want to learn from you as well. So like I said, we're just hanging out and having a nice uh, round table conversation about this particular hadith, alhamdulillah. Um, so, uh, this is a narration of Abu Huraira, where the Prophet wasallam said, no one who looks after a widow or a poor person 
like a muhajid, a warrior, who fights for Allah's sake, or like him who performs salat all the nights and fasts all the day. So let me repeat that again. Abu Huraira narrated that the Prophet ﷺ said, the one who looks after a widow or a poor person is like a warrior who fights for Allah's cause or like him who performs prayers at night and fast all day. Um, so, uh, inshallah ta'ala, we'll go ahead and open the floor to Brother Abdul Rashid and then uh, Brother Abdul Alim, if you can, uh, Abdul Rashid, I'm sorry, uh, then give us um, some feedback on this hadith and what, you, what you're feeling about it. Mashallah, mashallah. Uh, so listen, uh, this is a good, uh, nice uh, hadith. Uh, as we all know that the, the Prophet had a soft spark in his heart for uh, the orphans and the, the, and the widows, because he was uh, an orphan because his, you know we, we know his his dad, and then later his mom died. Um, but so here, you know, here here he's saying that you know one who takes after or takes care of the widow or per person is like a mujahid, a warrior, and uh, and then you get the benefit of the same equal benefit as the one who who fasts all day and prays all night. Uh, Subhanallah. It's a great reward, right? Um, so this is just, the, you know, the courtesy of taking care of people in our community who are in need. So we should all be be mindful to, to, you know, look out for our, you know, Muslims first, you know, first and foremost, and then the rest of the community, any any of the people in the community, whether it be Muslim or non-Muslim, who are in need, i.e. the widow <clears throat> or the orphan, because those are the ones who, who need our charity the most, right? Uh, in, in, in the distribution of charity, you're supposed to give to the to the orphans and the needy first, right? <clears throat> so I think this is a beautiful reminder to us all that you know we take care of those who who are most vulnerable in our community. We make, we reap a great reward, and and not just a great reward. He, he says it'll be as if we fasted all day, and we know with Ramadan with Ramadan coming, the great yes. benefit of fasting mm -hmm. all day. <clears throat> And praying all, you know, praying all night, which you know we all should uh, should be getting up at night and praying to Hajjid. Um, you know, if you haven't started already, start now. But um, you know, but moving forward, I mean, listen, I'm I'm working my way to that myself. But um, yeah, so it's a, you know, it's you know, about this is basically about charity and and, and taking care of the community. <clears throat> Alhamdulillah, good, 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 nice reflection there, brother. Alhamdulillah. All right, uh, Brother Abdul Aleem, what are your thoughts on this, uh, on this idea? Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum. Um, uh, I just wanted to reiterate what, what you opened with in the beginning, Brother Rashid, that, uh, you know, none of us are scholars or anything of that nature. We're just some brothers that love Allah and his messenger and uh, even some personal reflections. But um, that being said, um, when I heard this hadith, uh, as you were reading it, um, a certain surah came to my mind, um, Surah to Asr, where Allah Azawajal says, well, uh, um, and generally translated by the time, surely man is in loss, that man, mankind <clears throat> Um, we're, we're basically doomed. Um, you know, no matter what we do, um, I shouldn't say no matter what we do, but generally speaking, our state is 
is one is a grave state that we're facing um, calamity. Um, unless Allah says, "Illa amanu wa amilu salihat," except for those who believe and who do good works. Right. So this hadith that you're talking that that we're um, discussing this morning. These are the types of good works um, that would save a person from the fire, the calamity of, of, of uh, Anar, the fire, that a person would take care of a needy person, whether they be a widow, an orphan, a sick person, or, or a person who's generally in need. Um, you are mujahid, you are, you are a, you're like a warrior. I mean, the, the, the reward for a person doing such um, a kind act and, and caring for other people, the hasanat that you get from doing that, the reward for that is that Allah would protect us from the fire, inshallah. So Allah says in Quran, <clears throat> except for those who believe, and do good deeds. And exhort one another to truth and exhort one another to patience. And truly, um, we, we could only do these types of things um, if we had iman or belief in Allah. We have compassion for one another and we have patience for one another. And um, I think that... Um, you know, just generally speaking, and, and Brother Abdul Rashid uh, brought up an excellent point about Ramadan coming and uh, the importance of making uh, the, the fast, the siyam and, and qiyam at night, standing in tahajjud. Um, very powerful hadith, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Um, how, do you, how, does, how does one follow up? Uh, after the, those two uh, wonderful, wonderful reflections, thanks for, for, for bringing those to the table. Um, let's see, Bismillah. Uh, when I when I originally read this hadith, I think a couple of points um, hit me, um, and one was referring to the widows, right? And I think in the Islamic community, and even today, sometimes when uh, when a sister is widowed. Um, she's sometimes pushed to the side and not really cared for or cared after. Um, and that even happens to, in today's society. And there's um, some movements here in Sacramento uh, to try to help uh, those sisters and to remedy those situations. So I thought about battle and I thought about war. And if these young men back then in those days are going to battle and going into war, perhaps they were martyred, right? And now they are, have at home a wife and some children perhaps, um, and they're widowed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through the Prophet Sallallahu uh, may peace and blessings be upon him, are reminding us to also take care of that community. Don't leave those sisters by, by themselves and help to take care of them um, and, their, and their families. And the reference to poor, a, a poor person taking care of them is once again, and we talked about this briefly in another hadith, was just building community. Right, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is reminding the Prophet to teach us all to basically build community. If we see someone poor, we should feed them. If our brother living next door to us is not eating, then we, inshallah ta'ala, um, uh, God willing, uh, we should try to help them as, as much as we can. And how much love and how much bonding is 
being done by um, by feeding the poor and by taking care of the widows, and it's really, really just building um, building a strong community. And, and I can only imagine, you know, those people who are like phys physically disabled, um, who cannot go to battle. This is something that they can do because they're getting a reward, just like someone who is going to battle. So if there's someone who can't go out and fight, perhaps they can you know, take care of a widow or feed someone or or pray. And the reward of that is like praying. Um, praying at night. And the, and the last point uh, I, that really came to mind when looking at this is that the, the, the reward here are actually things that other people don't see, right? When you, if you're at home praying at night, no one is seeing you. That's just you and Allah. Um, if you're fasting, that's just you and Allah. I mean, you can walk around and keep a Snickers bar in your pocket and, and hide in a corner and, and munch on that, you know, and, and say you're fasting. Alhamdulillah, that's some people have that struggle and that, that's okay. You know, we just try to do better the next day. But the main point being that is between you and Allah. So the reward for these things is totally silent. It's just between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there's there's some beauty in that. And there's got to be a hidden hidden gem on that. And I need to think about that and reflect on that just a, a little bit more, um, inshallah ta'ala. But, um, but but those are my immediate uh, re reflections when, uh, when when pondering on this particular this particular hadith. So my brothers, I would just like to go ahead and uh, go ahead and open it up. Okay, here's uh, going to be my editing part because I'm trying to get to where all of us are being seen right now. So I'm going to, this is going to be another editing trick. Well, I'm just going to jump in. So, um, so it was interesting that you mentioned um, the fact that, um, you know, uh, our sisters who are divorced uh, or widowed uh, are having a hard time, you know, finding uh, suitable mates. And um, you would, you know, we've all been in the mash and heard, especially young kids. I'm married, so I'm not looking for a second wife. But um, <laughs> but um, but you hear the, that's another episode. This yeah, game, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, you, but you hear the you know brothers talking about you know I don't think I can date a girl. Uh, or I not, shouldn't say date. I don't know if I want to marry a woman who uh, who's you know who already has a family, who already has kids, or who's coming from a divorce. And um, and even though we have the example, the Prophet Muhammad who did that, he married he married a. a, a he had a wife who was previously married. So, you know, if it was good enough for him to do, it should be good enough for us to do, right? Because that's an example we're trying to look to live under. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's just so interesting that that's that's an issue in a greater society, but even more important, it's a it's a big issue in in, in our ummah and our society here as, as Muslims, and we need we need to uh, to do better. <clears throat> No, brother Abdulashid, you know, um, man, that's such a that's such an important point, man, because especially, um, you know, most of the uh, people in America, unfortunately, um, will experience divorce or widow or, or being widowed. Um, I think the latest statistic is that at least half, if not more than half of the marriages in this country end in divorce, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, you know, and uh, we know there's a big, a big culture of dating in this society where people, um, you know, just kind of float from relationship to relationship. Um, 
And, uh, and so we have to reconsider how we look at, um, you know, making families with people who may have had previous relationships. You know, I mean, yeah, ideally we would all love to have the perfect zoge, the perfect wife or husband, you know, that has no blemish and is the, you know, the apple of our eye. And every time we look, it's like the angels are singing, it's unlovely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's the, uh, you know. The picture, right? That's the dream, you know. Right. But, but reality on the ground uh, oftentimes is, is, is far from uh, that, that picture and uh it it only means that we're all humans you know mm. and we we make mistakes we have shortcomings and flaws and everything else so um like you said brother abdul rashid it's it's very important that um you know that we take care of um the orphan and the widow and make sure that we don't stereotype or ostracize members of our society Especially, especially when, um, even though east of the halal, it is it is halal um, to divorce, and of course, widow we have no control over. When Allah calls us home, it, 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 we're leaving. So, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> absolutely, you know. absolutely. Subhanallah. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 from a larger side too. I mean, just to piggyback on what your brothers are saying, you know, about the widows and, and the young ladies in the in the community. I think another thing too, as far as building community, because I only imagine what if um, a, a sister was widowed um, or she was uh, unmarried, right? That and and she met, she meets a Christian man or a man of another faith, not just Christianity, but a man of another faith. She falls in love with that guy. There's a high potential that she could leave the deen, that she could leave Islam. And so if we don't take care of our of the, the sisters that are widowed or single and whatnot, how many sisters are returning away from Islam that will find some other tradition simply because they want to marry a guy and he's a good guy however if if the community is flooded with these good brothers that are out there trying to uh, marry these women and take care of these women look and, and be just to these women um how much community is that going to help build how many muslim babies are we going to have um in, inside of the community so i totally agree with your with what you're saying brother abdul alim with both of you um but we shouldn't shun um, those sisters simply because they were married or have kids or of our older age. And I think the Prophet Sole Salam even married, so, a, um, married a lady, Khadija, that was actually older than him. So, you know, we, we, we have to look at those things. <clears throat> definitely, definitely. And, uh, you know, going to the other part of the Hadith about the orphan, um, you know, I think in today's society, we kind of forget that there are really orphans. Um, many of us, I mean, you know, myself included, we didn't grow up with both parents in the household, mm. in the home. Well. And uh, we may not think of it as being an orphan, um, but there's a real need for father figures in the community, especially. Typically the mother is, is uh, the bedrock of the family and the community, but mm -hmm. there's a big need for men to step up and be father figures for these young 
uh, babies that are growing up, you know. Um, and I think that um, these two are very closely tied together because taking care of the widow is taking care of the children as well. As, you, as Brother Rashid just mentioned, um, you know, if the woman were to marry outside of Islamic tradition, then, you know, not only is she marrying, but her children are also part of, may, may become part of that new tradition as well. Mm-hmm. So, and when you think of the orphan, you know, uh, it's a similar situation, you know, um, where are the people, where are the men that, where are the people that the community support that's supposed to be, you know, the part of the Ummah of the Prophet they say, uh, you know, if one part of the uh, body is hurt, the whole body hurts, you know. So here's a child who lost their parent. Where is the hurt for this child? Where is the compassion for this child? Mm. Who's going to step up and help this family? You know, we have to really think about that. And uh, those who do step up and fill in those gaps, they are Mujahid, Mujahideen. They really are, you know, and, and, uh, and the Prophet Sallallahu confirms that in his hadith. SubhanAllah, it's a, uh, it's, uh, it's profound, you, you, you talked about, you know, missing dads. Um, I was in a clubhouse room that was dedicated to, to fathers and husbands. And the brother asked me about my dad. And of course, probably like yourself, um, I think you just said, like I grew up, you know, being raised by my mother alone. You know, my dad, he was, he was nowhere in the picture. <clears throat> and the brother was asking me, you know, and I was telling the brother, I was like, you know, so I had to, uh, before Islam, I had to figure out what this manhood was about <clears throat> and how to, how to navigate it. And of course, you know, so you'd go picking, you know, I was blessed that I picked the the good role models I could, that there were, even though they weren't they weren't great, but they were, the good role models were there. I mean, I could easily pick the drug dealer or the pimp or whoever, yeah. um, the people who were in, who were in the community. <clears throat> but I, I picked, you know, I picked, you know, people I read about, people I saw on television, and and, and the likes. And and I was telling, but even now, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And I have kids of my own now, and I have a son. And so now I'm trying to teach him how to be a man, right? <clears throat> and I'm still trying to figure it out myself. So, um, so back to the to the widow, like you said, you know, these sometimes these sisters have 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 kids, and who's going to help her raise her sons and her daughters? But more, you know, more importantly, her sons. And like uh, Rashid also said, you know, that this can cause a sister to to leave the dean, leave the faith, and find role models uh, elsewhere. So I think you know we have to be extra diligent as Muslims and as men of the community to step up um, and, uh, and, and, you know, and save our community, save our future, and, and not only marry these women if, we, if we're able to, but we, you know, all masters have some sort of uh, program to uh, help young men transition from boyhood to manhood. You understand? Know yeah, and I I would say that's a, 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 a real common thread that seems to be roaming through the three of us is that the missing dad piece, right? Because um, my dad was around, um, but at a distance, right? But then as I got later in life, that bond got tight. And for those number of years, you know, I really wish that he was 
he was around. And, and I think there's certain things that a man can teach a son um, that although mothers try their best and they are very good at what they do, um, but I, it can be definitely trying for a mother, a single mother, um, trying to raise boys. You know, there's just like, yeah, like I said, there's certain things we need to, we need to learn. And the other day I was, I just remembered, I was watching something um, and they were talking about relationships. And a lot of the guys that they were talking to were, uh, they didn't have fathers in their homes. So they didn't have a role model. So they weren't sure, they were trying their best, but they weren't sure how to please their wife. And I'm not talking about sexually. I'm talking about just in general. There were certain, um, what one could say, common sense things that they just didn't know simply because they didn't grow up with that example. So to apply that to here, if we as Muslim men are engaging the widows or the single sisters and trying to be role models for these boys, that can do nothing but be good uh, for the community and for that family. Um, inshallah ta'ala and, and all the blessings that actually come come out of that i mean that, that could be the small thing that um that will enter us into uh, that will enter us into uh interest into paradise there's a lot and they're already referring to the the blessings here it's like praying all night and we know the benefit of that you know we know the benefit of praying all night and also fasting we know the benefit of that and wrong like you guys said ramadan is around the corner it's coming um but in addition if you're sick or traveling in addition and if, if instead of fasting you can actually feed people too so if you're diabetic and take medication or those other things that come into play, um, you can also feed people. So I don't want folks to feel like they can, they're going to lose out something because they can't fast, but they can also um, go ahead and feed folks as, as well, inshallah ta'ala. Um, well, I wanted to make one last uh, point if I may, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Uh, I wanted to, to compare <clears throat> the first part of the hadith to the second part of the hadith, meaning that um, the Prophet talked about helping the widow and the orphan and he compared it to fasting and praying, right? And when you think about fasting and praying as, as um, it's been mentioned earlier, these are personal things. Like when a person is fasting, it's personal. It's between you and Allah. When mm -hmm. a person is praying, it's personal. It's between you and Allah. But when you take care of a widow, or an orphan these are people outside of yourself you know um this is this is not something that directly you would benefit a person would benefit from outside of the the joy and, and you know of knowing that you help someone um which is a benefit in, in and of itself but there's no immediate personal gain outside of you know the uh you know the, the feeling of, of, of doing something right and doing something feasibility um, um and and uh I think that's a very important uh point to reflect on which is that um even if a person stayed up all day I mean they woke up you know uh, and they fasted that whole day until the sunset they broke their fast and then they entered into prayer and just continually prayed and read Quran and prayed and, and made tahajjud and prayed until the morning. SubhanAllah. Okay. If you could reflect on the, the on the benefit and the and the reward for the person who could do this, that they 
fasted the whole day and restrained themselves um, from any sin or any, any doing anything wrong. And then they've stayed up all through the night praying. That reward is the same as if this person had helped another person, a widow or an orphan, okay? That reward is the same. He's a mujahid, just like the one who stayed up, who fasted and prayed all through the day and prayed all through the night. That is the, that is the um, importance of helping another person. Okay, so I think um, when you think of it, how much emphasis is placed upon uh, helping someone outside of yourself, um, a lot of us, we, we focus in on the Ibadah, how much, you know, worship can I do? Can I, you know, how much dhikr am I doing? How much Quran reading am I doing? How much, you know, how many prayers and waking up and doing all these different things and fasting and, uh, you know, we have it all down to a system mm. and everything that we're doing is self-centered. Whereas if we had stepped outside of ourselves to help another person, Allah would have given us a similar same reward. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. That's 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 deep. <laughs> that's deep right there. That's that's really something to, to think about. I mean, when you split apart that hadith and, and then thinking about the gains and the benefits from it. Um, mm -hmm. alhamdulillah, thank you for that. Uh that, that beautiful piece of meat on the plate. <laughs> that was a, definitely something to chew on. Um, so, um, so inshallah ta'ala will go to the closing remarks portion of our of our show here. Um, and then brother Abdul Alim, if you want to close this out with uh, dua, so we'll each do sort of a closing remark. And then if you want to close this out with dua, inshallah ta'ala, um, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Then uh, we'll go to brother Abdul Rashid. Uh, so closing remarks, what are, what, are, what are your thoughts, final thoughts? Uh, you're, on, you're on mute. Sorry. Alhamdulillah. <coughs> so yes, this is a beautiful hadith and uh, encourage us, like uh, what Abdul Bazoon said, to, to not think about ourselves, to think about others, right? And um, <clears throat> the part I want to focus for is the, the muhajid part, the warrior. So um, there's all sorts of uh, acts of worship we, 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 we perform and we, we, we do to get these great rewards. But um, what's the greatest reward that, you know, the warrior, the Mahaja gets? You know, if, he, if he's martyred, he gets what? He gets like straight to Jannah, right? Straight to heaven. Paradise. To, be, yeah. to be with the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So imagine, <clears throat> if you can, that you're, you're, one of the, you're able to take on a, a, a widow and her family and you keep them in the fold of Islam and then you and then you pass away or when you pass away you will get the reward of the Mahajid you will get the reward of a martyr you are going to get Jannah so so think about that that's that's a great act uh and it's a great reward you can get from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for doing something that you can do if you're you know you can do <coughs> and you know to be honest with you we all know because we've probably grown up in, you know not rich that it doesn't take much to, to 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 raise a family. I mean, obviously, life is a struggle, but you you're struggling anyway, right? You're struggling anyway. So yeah. taking taking on another mouth or another mouth or two to feed is not going to be a loss. Not going to allow you to, to to die starving, right? 
He says, if you give a little, he, he gives you back in return a lot. So, yeah. so it's about gratitude, gratefulness, and paying it forward. And I think it's just a beautiful thing. And you know, um, we should all want to be uh, get the reward of the muhajid um, for doing something that's gonna better ourselves and it's gonna better our community. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Um, and I, I guess in, in closing, I'll say that, um, and Brother uh, Abdul Rashid hit a lot of the things that I was pondering here, uh, but I would I'd just like to add that feeding a poor person, I mean, finding a widow, you know, we can we can do our best to try to work in that space and find a family and take care of the, the wife of, of the young lady uh, and the child, inshallah ta'ala, but it would also to remember, or I'm trying to remember that taking care of a poor person. So if you're driving down the street and you see a homeless encampment, or you see someone that's homeless that's sleeping on the street or some other poor person, if you know, you go and you make them a sandwich or make them a lunch or, or take that to him, that as well is, is, uh, is taking care of a poor person. So encouraging myself to feed people more often and encouraging yourselves uh, to feed people more often and the war rewards that we, that we actually get from that. Um, and, and another action item, just a hadith I, I came across while studying up for this, uh, it, it says the hadith reads, um, it is recommended to start the night vigil with two short rakats. Because of the hadith of Abu, Abu Huraira that the Prophet ﷺ said, if you get up for the night prayer, start with two rakats. Again, if you get up for the night prayer, start with two rakats. Um, and, and in some narrations, it's been said that those two rakats will help like shed shaitan, right? That'll help push him away. So if you get out of your bed at night and you pray those two rakats, that's the reward and all that, all just the notion that you're doing it and the intention behind it. But if you're doing two rakats to throw off um, uh, the shaitan and then you're going into your night prayer and then that is your time where you're thanking Allah, where you're asking for his mercy and his forgiveness and for paradise and for your family and all the other things that you have, a PlayStation, I don't know, whatever you want to pray for, you know, just put it out there. And, but if you get those two rakats in beforehand, um, there's a lot of benefit in that. Um, and, and inshallah, we can all try to um, incorporate that into our nightly uh, ritual, especially with Ramadan, um, as, as it was mentioned before, it's coming around the corner. If we can start practicing some of these things now, so that when we get into Ramadan, it's not a, a big issue, meaning taking care of the widows or taking care of the poor people, praying at night um, and, and fasting, or like I said, feeding, inshallah ta'ala. So those are some action items that uh, hopefully we can um, uh, take part in, inshallah. I think... Um... <clears throat> I can't say it better than the two of you brothers that uh, um, basically, um, you know, caring for other people, uh, being compassionate, um, you know, basically just not being um, selfish or self-centered, but rather um, looking out for humanity, especially the weaker members in society, those who may not have you know, as much resources or status in society, um, that is something that the Prophet Sallallahu um, did from the very beginning, you know, starting with girls and women, you know. Um, we, we famously know that in the Arab culture in Jahiliya, um, fathers would bury their daughters in the sand, bury them alive. And this is one of the first things that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
embedded in that society was, um, you know, people sacrificing their children, killing their children, especially for fear of hunger or, or poverty. And um, we just have to take on this, um, this work of being do-gooders in society, looking out for other people. Um, and the reward is with Allah. You know, no one else has to know. We don't have to go around bragging. Oh, I, I gave X amount of dollars. Oh, you should have saw me yesterday. I seen all these homeless <laughs> people and I did this, I did that. No, we're not going to do that, you know. Right. Um, and we're not going to brag about, man, I, I took care of you your whole life. And your, you know, your father wasn't, you know, stuck for the law. Um, you know, we do this for peaceability. That mm. the good that we do is to please Allah. And, and if we make our intentions pure and we do a feasibility then um, the reward will be there waiting for us, inshallah. inshallah. And um, I just, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we all said it, said it very well, you know, just look out for each other, inshallah. Inshallah ta'ala. Okay. Um, so all that said, uh, so we'll go ahead and, uh, go ahead and close close out um and so inshallah we will post episodes um every week uh of the uh, meat and potatoes podcast um and it can be found the video version on on youtube um and also the website um, but we're also posting to numerous um, audio outlets like apple google spotify and and other places so by all means uh please take a look at the videos and, and like them share them subscribe um so that every time uh, something comes out that you're going to automatically get an update inshallah to allah and so once again thank you very much for for being here to, tonight today to enjoy this beautiful meal um and now if we can close out with a little bit of bean pie we always gotta have a bean pie that's just that's just what we do <laughs> so, oh <my> so uh, <laughs> brother alim if you can uh cut the bean pie and and, and yes. distribute that out with the little with the with the closing dua uh that that, that would be great Allah, we ask your protection from any harm including this covid coronavirus we pray for the sick people across the world um, and may you grant protection to those who are in danger uh, and who are in need, especially the widow and the orphan and the poor people and anyone who is in need. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik wa nashadu an la ilaha ilant wa nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk wa al-asr inna al-insana la fi khusr illa al-ladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tuwasaw bil-haqqi wa tuwasaw bil-sabr. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Meat and Potatoes is a podcast by Embrace. Embrace is a comprehensive convert care and empowerment organization dedicated to providing Muslim converts with social and educational spaces that encourage growth, shape their Islamic identity, and equip them with the tools they need for their lifetime journey. To learn more, visit us at www.embracereverts.org.